Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Spiel. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker and Alex. And we watch Crawl, a movie where a young woman and her father are attacked by cats, gators. Uh, it takes place in Florida. Uh, it was actually surprisingly really good. I did not expect to like it more than Midsummer. This is, like, maybe the best movie I saw in a theater this year. It's, and, like, I'm not exaggerating. This is, like, actually really, really fucking good. It's very high up there. I'd have to really look at what all I saw this year, but it's easily top five without even looking. Uh, I'm looking exactly at the ones that I watched, and I think it might somehow be top three. Like, Serenity is often a tier of its own, just because of what it is. And my number one is very... Serenity is tier zero, correct. Yeah. <laughs> Apollo 11 is still in my top one, but honestly... Apollo 11, Triple Threat, and Crawl. That's not a bad top three for this year. <sighs> that's that's pretty times. solid. Yeah, uh, that's, that's real good. Yeah, <laughs> Two of those movies are really similar. <laughs> uh, lots of crocodiles <laughs> in Apollo 11. You see a wide shot of the Earth. So. <laughs> These craters shall not grow old. That's, that's why we haven't been back. <laughs> uh, Parker, do you have any news? So I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't done news in forever. So I'm like, you know what? I should look at some. I go to the first news site, the first story is about a release of Snyder Cut billboard, and I just close it. <laughs> I don't have fucking time for this. Like, I, I've had a long week, so no, I don't have it. I aged 20 years and then closed the tab. Yeah, but are they going to release it this time? No! <laughs> fucking exist! <laughs> but, but are they going to release it this time? <laughs> you know, who's to say? Wait, wait, the Snyder Cut of which movie? Batman v Superman, Justice League, or Tiptoes? <laughs> <laughs> well, two of those movies are for mental digits. <laughs> You'd love to see it, folks. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Get Gary Oldman's in the Suicide Squad? He's just walking on his knees, pretending to be an idiot. <laughs> That's his superpower. Yeah, people think I'm really short. <laughs> he can... He's like Whoa, Invisible Boy in Mystery Men. <laughs> he's he's, the, he's DC's Ant Man. <laughs> you can shrink down. Like, yeah, my yeah. legs aren't regular length when no one's looking. <laughs> Okay. Fucking Kel Mitchell mystery man <laughs> reference. Future Four minutes in episode. Oh, yes, yes, a few thousand minutes. percent. Okay, so uh, do we have any jerks of the week? Oh fuck! I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> I mean, always. But <laughs> I okay. My jerk of the week. I, I just want to say it's more of a collective group. It's anyone who is going to see The Lion King in theaters. You people are what is wrong with film. You can. You people. <laughs> yeah, you people. If, I oh, mean, people is kind of a strong word. It's kind of insulting to humanity. But anyone who's going to go see that in theaters, anyone's going to go give Disney money for this crap, 
you're the ones who are empowering them. You're just like going to ensure that more of this shit comes out here. So thanks for nothing, idiots. Man, I think the listeners think we draw straws to decide who has to be racist this week. <laughs> oh, jeez, I grabbed all three of them. How awkward for me. Guess I'll say the N-word again. <laughs> How was that racist? My jerk of the week is Chris, who will be assigned Lion King before the end of this calendar no. year. No. <laughs> now that's Boy, racist sure against me. Over this year, and Chris. my jerk of the week is LeBron James. <laughs> Actually, uh, Parker, this would be a great time for you to say that uh, the jerk of the week is the is actually the director because we stand a king. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though. Like I was talking to this really really high dude at work the other night, and uh, I I definitely convinced him that LeBron engineered the whole thing where uh, he said he was going to give up his number and then Nike quote unquote wouldn't let him. It's like ah yeah, classic LeBron always playing five D chess, and the guy's like. Dude, that's so true. <laughs> and the fact that I could convince a really high dude that LeBron was manipulating us all means LeBron has to be my jerk of the week. That's fair. Also, he got the Space Jam 2 director fired. <laughs> that's so fucking cool. I'm so, there's no other way I would want this to go. I, I really hope I didn't just get LeBron shot. <laughs> Space Jam 2 future episode? I mean, 100%. as long as we partner it up with Space Jam 1. Yeah, we're going to have to do both in the same week, because they're both going to have roughly the same amount of no content, but... Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's okay, at least we know now. I mean, we, we know ahead of time. Okay, I guess we can get into what we watched recently. First one I watched is one I haven't seen in a long time, Child's Play. Um, the original. We're doing Sorry. this segment again. Sorry. <laughs> Look, I stopped, okay? Yeah. They're all on the list, right? Now, hold up. Here's the thing. More than you'd want to know. I, I only watched the first one. Unlike some people, I have self-control, Parker. Maybe you could learn something That's from what it. we're calling hey, it. How many, anyway. how many did you watch this week? I'm curious. How many movies? Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, Child's Play 1. Uh, I still don't like it very much, but there are little things I remember about it that, uh, compared to a lot of the other movies I've seen on the list, it's not that bad. If you're going to tell me the entire climax with the shots of a little person dressed up like the doll running around on fire aren't funny. Oh, I know. That just was funny. get out of my face. <laughs> and it gets, I have to admit that like every single Child's Play movie has at least one pretty gruesome shot, at least from what I've seen. And the part where it's like his face is melting down and you see his eyes and his teeth and stuff like that, it's like, that would probably scare a kid and do nothing else. Uh, so honestly, it's not that bad of a movie. It's, it, I don't know, it's just not for me. Then instead of watching the other Child's Play movies, which, as it turns out, not actually on the list, so what's the fucking point? Oh, man. What the fuck? I, I watched Dolls. I'll change this. Oh, buddy. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> oh, hey, let's tag team it. So, turns out Dolls is better than Child's Play. Correct. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, boy, it's... I don't know if it was funny, but I think it was trying to be funny. Um, it sure was. I don't, That's never a good sign. No, it's certainly not a good sign. Turns out uh, Tallis isn't very good either, but... Uh, if only it, the director had seen Deadpool. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah, if only. Uh, turns out, like, I don't know, there, there are some things I like about it. I guess I like the idea as more of like a fantasy than a horror movie, because it's not very scary, is it? Would have made a really fun Tales from the Crypt episode that was not 90 minutes. I don't know. Actually, Actually, that's how I like, felt about Midsummer. It was like seventy-five minutes, but still. I, I think like uh, if there was anything that I really liked about dolls, um, I don't know. I, I think I liked the the two old people at the mansion. Uh, they were all right. 
What was with the two British ago. hookers? What, was, what were they doing there? Oh, now we're talking. It's funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. They were going to rob that fat dude. And then she died graphically and brutally for... Let me check my notes here. Uh, being a woman who likes sex. <laughs> got her. And being kind of annoying. It's giving too. me some major polar vibes. Yeah. But also, yeah. better than child's play. Got it. Oh, Correct. That doesn't take much. That's a very low bar to clear. Then I moved back to the classics, which, you know, my comfort blanket. I watched 1944's House of Frankenstein. So, here's something that people used to like to do a lot in the 30s and 40s. You have Frankenstein. Yell the N-word. You have the, you have the Wolfman. You have Dracula, you have the mummy. Why not just stick them all together in a movie? People like all of them. You know, let's just have all of them in a movie. And they did that repeatedly. This is one of about like 75 of those fucking movies where you have all the different monsters together. They all beat each other up or something. I We'd feel personally attacked for how like much this. I loved Godzilla King of the Monsters. Same. It's, you know what? Uh, this movie, it's, the thing is like there's so many of these that they just sort of blend together. Then I watched something, Parker, I think you might be familiar with. Uh, it's actually a TV movie. It's called Trilogy of Terror. I am. It's better than I thought it would be. When yeah. I see 1970s TV movie, <laughs> you cannot put my expectations lower. Yeah, it's it's not great. Um, it's extremely 70s, both in the manner of dress, the style of hair. Uh, that one actress that they use for all three segments is pretty good. And I think we could all agree that the last segment is the only good one. Like um, I had, I've known the name Trilogy of Terror for like 15 years because of that doll segment. <laughs> that thing is horrifying looking. <laughs> it makes me very uncomfortable. I don't know. I was kind of laughing at it the whole time. It seems very Sam Raimi-esque, you know? It's just, oh, absolutely. It just will not stop. <laughs> it's just going to be little noises people. it's making as she locks it in the oven. That's real good. Yeah. So, Chris, talk- why don't you watch so many doll movies this week? I, everything's fine. I'm fine. Uh, there's okay. something I need to just talk about. Just checking. Yeah. So, the next movie I watched is The Last House on the Left, which I watched at work, which is probably not a Buddy. good idea. Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> Roll it back? Okay. Uh, As it turns out, Wes Craven fucking sucks. <laughs> Fuck that that's, dude. That's still my favorite story of this movie, is that he just grew up in this super, super like Christian household where they weren't even allowed to watch movies. So, like, hey, make a horror movie. He's like, all right, this is pretty fucked up, right? They're like, what the fuck is this? He's like, oh, he said make something scary, so enjoy. It's Good job, super conservative parents. This is an extreme... Master of horror. With, like, three good movies. He, he's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out, Last House on the Left is... It's really just more bad than anything else. Uh, I thought it was going to be a whole lot more offensive, considering what people have been saying about it. It's, no. it's just kind of, like, hard to look at. It's in really, really bad quality. Considering the movie was made for, like, 11 bucks, it's not really shocking. Um, I mean, I told my story on this podcast if I was watching it while eating dinner, <laughs> eating a delicious chili dog <laughs> as she bit that dude's dick off. So that was a moment in my life that's with me forever. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. It was I didn't. Boy, it's just not very good. That's, like, my biggest problem with it. It's, like, you know, of all the things you could do, just at least try to make a good movie. Which I guess he tried a little bit harder with The Hills Have Eyes. Um, I watched this I the original version. Fell asleep during that one. Yeah, it's yep. So That's, here's the thing. Yeah, the Hills Have Eyes is very clearly satirical. So clear, in fact, that it becomes a little bit grating at times. It's like this, you know, this idyllic, uh, you know, what do you call it, suburban white family, and they're taking their trailer park out here. They just seem so unflappable when the trailer like breaks down and they have to go forge for food. They're still laughing and singing fucking kumbaya. Then that weird guy with a head comes out. I 
I don't hey. like the Hills Have Eyes. Hey. <laughs> I like the remake better, which is by the same director as Crawl, but also low I meant to watch that. Well, it's alright. Yeah. It has Ted Levine as the dad, so immediate upgrade. Yeah. I watched The Old Dark House from 1932, so this is a really, really old one. Uh, Buddy. Uh-oh. Isn't it fun to Uh-oh. get 20 minutes into that and realize, like, oh, this is what Rocky Horror is. Got it. Thanks, yeah, pretty baby. much. It's, it's, it's exactly Oh, oh different Horror. kind of Dark House. Got it. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> we could talk later. Uh, it's, I don't know. I kind of like it because it doesn't take itself too seriously. I like Bob Hope in it. Um, he's he's one of my favorite guys. He's He seems kind of genuine. Um, I, I, I kind of like The Old Dark House. It, it's got a little soft spot with me. I like it as certainly a whole lot more than Rocky Horror Picture Show. But, Parker, you like musicals a little bit more than I do. Um all right, guys. Who drew the straw today? Who wants to make the old dark house jokes? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I watched one called Macabre. Um, here's the thing about Macabre: there were a whole lot of movies, especially in like the 30s, 40s, 50s, where they would begin like the movie or ha- have advertisements saying, "This is the scariest thing you'll ever see. We cannot be held responsible if you die of fright in the theater or something." It was just a fucking gimmick. And Macabre like something I watched, yeah. Macabre does that constantly. It's it goes on forever. It's like, what is your fucking deal? It's not scary. It's just stupid. So points off for that. That's annoying. Uh, Got him. Speaking of trying too hard, a little movie <laughs> called Begotten. I have never been able to get through that fucking thing. Of course not. How that movie is less than eighty minutes long, and it's still twenty minutes too long. It is, Jesus. I've gotten through like the first ten minutes two or three times and be like, okay, I've got it. Oh, the only interesting part. Now. Congratulations. Correct. Yeah, I just... No. It's like the first thing you see does look extremely nightmarish. You're like, oh, this is going to be like a page of madness where it looks like it's something that was cut out of that uh, that video from The Ring. This would be something that would be really scary to show somebody because there's no dialogue or whatever. Yeah, it's also fucking incomprehensible. That So like the first thing you see is like this ghastly figure in black and white and really distorted. You can't really make out who or what it is. But whatever it is, is clearly disemboweling itself. You're like, oh, wow, man, that's really freaky. And, like, the noise is freaky. And does it for, like, ten minutes. You're just like, okay, are we going to move forward? Are we going to do anything with this? And the whole movie is like that. Apparently it took them, like, eight months to, to like, render ten minutes because they were removing all the color and stuff like that. Buddy, pal, friend, this is a waste of my fucking time. So did yeah, not like Yeah, someone who begotten. discovered this movie as, like, a 13-year-old seeing it linked on 4chan and being like, what the fuck is this? This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Never finished it. Because it's like 80 minutes. How can you sit through more than 10 minutes of that? I guess if you're playing Crash Team Racing enough. Yo, you better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Answer my own question. Uh, wait, hang on. Do we get uh, Bingo for him mentioning something I usually talk about? Doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm going to skip a couple here because I can make that card. Uh, well, yes. we'll Oh, we'll no. leave that for the football. My self esteem is so fragile. As it is. <laughs> I have I have an idea for the cards for this fall. Oh, we'll good. get to that. Oh, uh, okay, next one I want. I can't believe this is a fucking movie. This is this is very easily one of the worst ones on the list. Just this terms of like how to make a movie. This is Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Uh, what? Yeah, Billy the Kid. You know the cowboy fights a vampire in the old so West. The Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter universe, or. No, they just have a vampire comes over to the Old West, and that's the movie. Hey, man, that sucks. Yeah, this... Appreciate it. It just fucking looks bad. That's the worst part about it, is it's really hard to look at. Guess who plays the vampire who is never called Dracula in the movie? 
I'll give you a hint. This movie came out in 1966. Oh, well, I'm out. John Carradine. So he's Doran. <laughs> I thought you were going to say John Carrey. I got really excited. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> John Carradine does his better movie. His vampire voice like like this like he's doing the what was it red zone cuba that msc episode where he sings that song <laughs> so that's the movie it chris you're aware there are a thousand that you? movies on this list and you don't have to watch billy the kid versus dracula i only watched it because it was short and i was just like oh man less than an hour and a half <laughs> he's gonna get through like he's like yeah i did 700 movies and all of them are under 90 minutes like, <laughs> that was my exactly. idea this is like the ultimate to, like, fucking uh, speed run sheet like, an hour 24 checkmate this is you got me this is like the best one uh, yes i like i like to movies. call this jason skip no, some of these I skipped around. I mean, some of them are a little bit longer. I'll admit, the Night Stalker skipped around. Skip that doesn't from count. From 1972 no, no, no. was uh, not very good. Played yourself, Christopher. I'm not really into the Night Stalker. It's a TV movie again, and it is extremely 70s. A lot more people are into it than I am. So, if you like that movie, fine. Please don't explain to me why it's so good. I don't care. Then I watched Reanimator and From Beyond back to back. I could have Buddy. spent my time better than that. How was that while intoxicated? <laughs> Curious. Very good. Uh, I was uh, so it turns out that H.P. Uh, Lovecraft was good the entire time. Uh, first of all, <laughs> now we know who drew the straw. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think that the other Alex would really get a kick out of these movies for different reasons. Um, I'm not surprised that one guy's wife divorced him after he became headless in this movie. <laughs> Man, that scene is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. That is uh, a lot to look at. Yes. Ima- it's just imagining being drunk and be like, what's he doing with that head there? Oh, oh I see. <laughs> Jinkies. All right, well, I guess that's how that goes. I, it's a really well-made movie. I'm surprised it isn't more popular. Um, I think it's like kind of, what, a cult hit or something like that? Oh, absolutely. I think From Beyond Us is a little bit better. sweaty weirdos love them. Turns out From Beyond is like a little bit freakier. It's like, no, that's, that's a fun movie. So I had a really good time. From Beyond, like the opening scene is the Lovecraft story. It's like, all right. Let's get some neon lights, some weird sex stuff for the next 85 minutes. Okay, so for the next one, I kind of want to kind of shift gears for the way I've been describing things. Philosophy is a lot more about asking questions than about getting answers. Uh-huh. And that's important on this podcast. And one of my favorite philosophers once posed the following question. Y'all ever seen Critters? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what's your favorite Krite? <laughs> I don't like any of the Krites. Instead, my favorite is the most 80s glam rocker I've ever seen in my life. That dude has a powerful energy exuding from <laughs> Turns out you can't pause it online, but I was looking over at my laptop constantly. I came to a lot of, I came to last place in like three races in a row because I was just like, yo, what are they doing? <laughs> it's a powerful 80s movie. In a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So, uh, better than Gremlins. Anyway, next up... I okay, hang on. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hold on, Skip. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Critters is, I have to admit, way better than I anticipated it would be. It's really not Absolutely. that bad, you know? It really is like, oh, that was fun. Because you go in expecting just absolute trite dog like, shit. You're like, oh, that was fun. Like, the that two main cute. things are it's harmless. Uh, and the other thing that's really important, based on the other movies I've seen so far, it looks fine. It looks just fine. It doesn't look like utter dog shit, which... Thank like, oh, look, they tried. Good job, guys. Now, 
This movie wasn't on the list, but it should be. Uh, I watched the Leave It to Beaver movie. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everyone stop. <laughs> you said earlier in this podcast that everything was okay. <laughs> Do you want to backtrack on that statement? I... Well, d- did they leave it to him or... <laughs> Talk me through. At some point, yeah, the, the newspapers confirmed their headline is "Leave It to Beaver." Someone left it to him. <laughs> what? You know, you I had to leave path. it to him. There is a lot wrong with me, evidently. What was the process <laughs> that got you to this point? I saw that it existed, and I was just like, "Wait a second. I I couldn't really fathom what was going on with it, and. My mind was not controlling my body. I was already downloading that fucker before I knew what was going on. And it was just... I just pressed play on it, and I couldn't stop myself. It was weird. That beaver and his mind control. I... It must have been. Uh, (laughs) You will be shocked to know it's not very good. (laughs) Oh, yeah? (laughs) You don't say. Word? Uh, I I never watched the original show, um, which is, I guess... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why would you? I, it's fine. Based on you who I am, isn't it at least a little bit surprising that I haven't seen Leave It to Beaver? Chris, it have... is less surprising than watching the Leave It to Beaver movie after never having seen Leave It to Beaver. Oh. You gave a small about yourself and have risen several <laughs> questions. So you, with no knowledge of Leave It to Beaver, other than the fact that your dad probably loved it, looked at this movie and went, huh, this exists. Well, time is of the essence. You know, I've got to watch all these super short movies. <laughs> Don't want to waste any time. I just you know? want to make it clear that I watched this instead of Piranha 3D. So you are a coward. Regrets? I've had a few. Uh, this movie. Oh, uh, this also has an animal in it. Very cool. Um, turns out, yeah, like most of the jokes are like, okay, I just want to like, I do actually want to talk about the movie. Fuck version. yourself. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I want to talk about the movie really quickly. It's it's a 1997 thing. It's like, so the, the show stopped airing in, like, what, the 60s or something? And they decide, fuck it, you know, what is it? The Flintstones just came out and people ate that shit up. You know, this would be the time to revive stuff that you remember, you know? They're selling your culture back to you. Um, it's kind of like The Lion King in a way. Uh, except the original Lion King was good. Uh, but with this, it's like, I cannot imagine... How would you did. know? You haven't seen it. The original Lion King? No, the original Leave it to Beaver. Maybe it's oh, really well. good, and you're just judging it. I, you know what? I will take it on faith that it's not very good. Chris, I have a question about this movie for you. Okay. I have extremely vague memories of seeing commercials for it. You probably saw is this thing the, in theaters. Is the dad shooter McGavin? Yes. I... Oh, you love to see it, folks. So, he's... He, I know him as the bad guy from Flubber. Uh, he's, he More has questions. A, he, has the, he just has the face I don't of, know what to do with that. He just has the face of a bad guy. He just, like... I don't know why he's playing a, a good guy in this movie. He has the voice of a good guy. He kind of sounds like Tim Allen, but a little bit slimier. Um... I think, I think that's from the flubber. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> so next up, no. Uh, there is one line to this that kind of stuck with me. Uh, so one of the things I don't like about these movies, and I'm actually, I, I do want to be really serious about this, is a lot of the stuff where they'll like sort of sell your culture back to you. Uh, they'll be like, oh, remember this property from like the 50s or 60s or 70s, who knows, and they, they do it now. They did uh, the, the, what's it called? 
uh, the Brady Bunch movie, right? And that was like, I guess, someone's a terrible... Chris, I swear to God, if you tell us you watched the Dudley Do-Right movie after this, <laughs> I'm leaving this podcast. Oh, I watched that, uh, like, years ago. That was like... Tw- Oh man, that was like 22 Same, years ago. But like, I just want to make no, sure your brain didn't go from point A to point B. No, I didn't. My favorite that. Martian. No, no, but like they, they do stuff like this, and the thing I, they do that I really don't like is they'll put in like sex jokes in it, and it's very clearly a kids movie. I'm like, this just feels weird, you know? And it, in a way, it's where it sexualizes the kids, and then I don't know, it just kind of like makes me uncomfortable. And so, for the most part, I'm just not really looking at it. I don't really know why I have. That's all the Jeffrey movies. Jones movies talking, but no, Jeffrey Jones was a conspicuous absence from this movie. Would have made it a whole lot more intolerable. Can you imagine him as the Beaver? I uh, would prefer <laughs> not to. <laughs> just chucking some wood with those big fucking teeth. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of stuff like that, there for a lot of it, Beaver is his nickname. You just call him Beaver. His last name is Cleaver. I don't know. But like. Why does his mom call him the beaver? She goes right up to her husband and says, I'm worried about the beaver. Like, what am I supposed I, to do with that? Just once, once that entire show, I wish they called him Beeves. <laughs> I'm sorry, I upset you. You must be a big fan of it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you caught me. Anyway, uh, there is one line I like. So most of the humor is just like stupid stuff. It's just like, oh, I got a C. Yeah, see what? It's like, oh, a C you after class. Oh, that's not great. But, like, there's, they got a new teacher, right? And so, like, the kids are like, here's what I did on my summer vacation. And Oh, like Mr. Simmons. I guess. And, like, they're doing like, uh, like, oh, I went to Juilliard and studied violin. And then, okay, this is the part I really didn't like. A black kid stands up and talks about Uh-oh. how his dad left, and I'm just like, ah. Uh. He all remember the '60s, right? <laughs> but then These his, black kids don't be having dads. Like, oh, thanks, Beaver. But, but then his dad came back, so I guess it's not racist anymore. Then Beaver stands up, oh, and fuck. I don't remember entirely what he said, but he sat down, and uh, his teacher's like, "Thank you, Theodore." And then he stands up, and he says, "Oh, and no one in my family died." And sits back down. <laughs> Scoreboard. I don't know why he said that. Say that, black kid. <laughs> No, he did say. He didn't say his. Damn it! If you're gonna tell me that I'm not supposed to imply that from a Leave It to Beaver movie, you're factually incorrect. Yeah, he uh, probably died in gang violence. You know they are like. All right. So questions, values. questions arise, and I know one of the biggest questions that Alex has in his mind is: Is this better or worse than Ed? Answer: It's better. And then the final movie that I watched. I already knew that, buddy. <laughs> I guess you can sleep tonight, Alex. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy with how Ed worked out. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <sighs> at least you don't think about it all the time, so that's good. Yeah, it's in one ear at the other. You think that monkey was Gary Oldman on his knees? Do you think that was a real. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Oh, fine. Gary Oldman fine. checks in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one I watched is Piranha, directed by Joe Dante. Has Dick Miller in there for five minutes. It fucking blows. Yeah, I've never watched that one. Yeah, it turns Same. out, you know, there's so much for it that should have worked out. Again, you have Piranhas in a movie. You have my attention. Special effects by a 17-year-old Rob Bateen. How could I not? How could I not like that? Dick Miller's in there for five minutes. Joe Dante's directing. Shit, I'm buckled up. That movie is so fucking boring. 
I and like it's not scary in the slightest. And honestly, no offense to Rapatine because I don't think it's his fault. The effects suck. It's not cool. It's not interesting. And I could have watched Piranha 3D instead, but the beaver was calling me. So, <laughs> Alex, what did you watch? Tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Beaver. Your brain is poison. Okay, like fact, you didn't even think to close with like, I'll oh, just sneak this in second to last, and they won't. <laughs> the penultimate film in my week is Leave It to Beaver. Okay, so the first thing I watched this week was a movie called Two Eleven. Now uh, I'm going to put you in the mindset of this movie. It starts off, we're in Afghanistan or something. There's some uh, some diplomats, some banker fuckers or whatever, driving around in a car. Some gets blown up by mercenaries. The mercenaries come up to the car, and they're like, Hey, banker fucker guy, we want our money. And he's like, Oh, well, actually, I spread it around all these different banks, so you'd never be able to find it. You're going to have to kill me. So they kill him, and they're like, Well, how are we going to get our money? I guess we have to go rob this bank. At this point, I realized this was a Boston movie, because they were going to rob a bank in Boston. <laughs> now. Strong opening. All right. Smash cut to uh, a couple in their house in Boston. The guy's in a police uniform. The woman comes out of the bathroom with a pregnancy test. He goes, hey, I'm pregnant. And he's, he's like, oh, that's awesome. You know, we wanted a kid. And like, I can't wait to tell your dad today when we're on patrol together. And she's like, oh, he's not going to care. He hasn't cared about anything since mom died, blah, 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 whatever. Squad car pulls up. Guy gets in. The dad cop is 2017 Nicolas Cage. <gasps> You'd love to see it. So they're going about their day. They go into the precinct. They find out, oh, we have a ride-along today. Because this black kid was getting bullied at school. And the principal just happened to walk in when he was clocking one of the bullies. So, of course, now he's the bad guy and has to ride around with cops all day. So, you know, they're doing typical cop shit, talking shit. Like, you know, like, you better shape up, kid. You don't want to be a fuck-up, blah, 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 all this shit. And then a bank robbery happens, and they get pinned down by these mercenaries. And cut to a movie where a lot of fucking police get it in the dome. Uh, this kid gets trapped in a car as they run away. The uh, the guy who got his wife, who is Nicolas Cage's daughter, pregnant, gets shot in the leg. Is like freaking out as if he's going to die. Like you, you like look down, it's like clearly a flesh wound. But like it's played as if he's going to die. I think this movie just didn't have a very high effects budget or something. I don't know. Um. So he fucks off. They have to pull back because the bank robbers are just massively outgunning them. We get an incredible Nicolas Cage screaming scene. Like, one of the ones where there's, like, no lead-up. He just, like, starts teeing off on somebody <laughs> for, like, four fucking lines. And it's, like, it's very chef kiss in the way that only Nick Cage can be. And then, you know, everything gets resolved. It's a happy ending. Everybody that matters lives. And we cut to Nick Cage's birthday party at the end where his new infant grandson is there. And also the kid from the ride-along. Who was just hanging out with these weird <laughs> cop adults at a birthday party? Lesson it, learned, guys. This is it the same black kid from Beaver's classroom. <laughs> I guess you're my dad now, Nick Cage. Sorry. I'd have to ask him. So the next thing I watched is something Parker talked about last week, so I won't touch on it too much. Because holy shit, Deep Rising slaps. <laughs> so good. Deep Rising is so fucking good. When that lady gets her ass eaten by Cthulhu in that bathroom, like. The first sign of a monstrous woman getting pulled through a toilet. <laughs> Chris, you need to make time for this. And also, it's an episode. Oh, well. So, Parker described this movie 
as a movie that the guy that played Benny in The Mummy was in. He did not mention it as a movie where the guy that played Benny in The Mummy has the most lines of it. He sure oh, does. Good. He also, is very in it. He very clearly dies, but then doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's real good. They ride a jet ski through the hallways of a cruise ship. Uh, Famke Jansen, please stop on my balls. Uh, <laughs> this, this movie was like a solid 9 out of 10. I was very, very happy. And that ending? <laughs> that ending. The absolute nerve. I am so mad that this sequel has never been made. <laughs> we deserve it, honestly. I like, I don't want to ruin it, because Chris will watch this at some point. I hope so. Holy shit. <laughs> it was so ballsy. Do you think that the Cloverfield Paradox ripped off their ending from this movie? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the nerve to have the character say you gotta be kidding me and then it cuts to black <laughs> I thought I was going to die <laughs> it is unbelievably good so Brain Scan is maybe the dumbest movie I've ever seen in my life <laughs> what are you talking about? With, it's a movie for intellectuals love. that is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen <laughs> So, did you it like the ending? <laughs> I mean, yes, but only because I'm retarded. <laughs> and it's like, I, I, can't get, I can't even figure out which part of that movie is the stupidest. Is the part where totally Kyle dies off screen? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I, <laughs> and that was an experience that I'm very glad I had. <laughs> I never have again. Oh, bad news. Next week's episode. I know. I know. Don't worry. It's one of those where that movie ended. I was like, boy, there's like three people in the world I can talk to about this movie. But all I want to do is talk about it for hours. The first it's reveal, real, like, real cool. oh, fuck, is this supposed to be our villain? Oh, shit. Movie, no. Pull back. They really thought they had a new Freddy Krueger there, huh? They sure did. Imagine a brain scan two or three. Please. <laughs> I VR brain scan. That, Do it, yeah. cowards. Let's kickstart this. It's maybe the worst executed dude goes into the internet movie I've ever seen. Considering like, what we've I'm seen. Saying <laughs> now, yeah. like, I guess I'll kill these people and play a super realistic video game. I love gaming. <laughs> what a sick game. The message of that movie is so fucking muddled and stupid. Like... <laughs> Did Jack Thompson make this movie? Like I, I don't, I don't understand. I thought about Jack Thompson. It's a series of heated gaming moments. It can't be that hard to prove that video games are bad, and yet this movie somehow makes your argument worse. What if your kid plays San Andreas without you looking, and then a demon comes out of his game and dances to Primus and tells him to kill people? <laughs> I love that they're like <laughs> at the beginning he gets that letter from his dad and he's like yeah don't worry I'll be home in a couple days and then never comes home his dad's just off in Japan doing quote unquote business alright <laughs> heard that one before buddy yeah, I've, some... I've been in Japan doing quote unquote business in the past couple weeks too dad's got some scores to settle out there before he can make it back home <laughs> what a powerful fucking movie it's so good it's so bad. <laughs> Correct. That's what I said. 
Do not watch Brain Scan. But Do also, a favor. watch it as soon as possible. Oh, absolutely. So, speaking of things everyone listening should watch as soon as possible, you guys, Crawl is not the only movie I watched about some Floridian stuck in a house with a wild animal this week. Now, Chris, I'm going to set this up for you. I want you to put yourself in the shoes of this main character, who, by the way, Parker, I recognized and, like, I spent, like, 30 minutes turning my brain over, like, where the fuck do I know this girl from? Finally caved, brought up IMDb, girl from the music video for Numb. (laughs) Your lead actress. (laughs) (laughs) I'm downloading this. Okay. (laughs) So, Chris... You're like a like a 19 year old girl. Yeah. You're getting ready to go off to college. Uh, you've been taking care of your autistic little brother since your mom overdosed. You've been living in this house with your stepdad. Uh, he's kind of a dick, but uh, you know it's whatever because your your mom just entrusted you to care for your little autistic brother, and you're gonna you know put him in some real care while you go away to school. You go into the meeting at the uh, the. I guess the place that's like the care home for him. They tell you your check doesn't clear. You're like, wow, that's crazy. I have all this money in here. You call the bank. Bank comes on the line. They're like, yeah, your stepdad withdrew all the money from this account and closed it yesterday. You're like, what the fuck? What is he doing? You go home. You confront your stepdad. He goes, yeah, I'm starting a nature safari. I bought a tiger with all that money. It's going to be our cash cow. Uh, what's the name of this movie? This movie is called Burning Bright. So the girl is super pissed off. She goes to feed her brother, um, who, for all of this movie, basically talks in sentence fragments. And he's pounding the table, yelling, Want eat! Want eat! (laughs) So yes, Thorg from the Reptar episode is in this movie. She's extremely frustrated. She goes upstairs to take a nap. Now, they're in Florida, remember? There's a hurricane coming. The stepdad has all of the windows and doors boarded up on the house, fucks off somewhere. Girl wakes up. She's wandering around, can't find her brother. That's weird. Goes downstairs looking for him. The tiger's just in the house. I cannot wait to watch this movie. (laughs) It is a real tiger. It is not CGI. He's just wandering around, doing his own thing. So the next, like, 65 minutes of the movie are this girl trying to take her autistic little brother and hide from this tiger. But every time they have a good hiding spot, he just starts shrieking. (laughs) So the tiger finds them. They run away. They eventually hide in the stepdad's office. They find a life insurance policy that the stepdad took out on them. Turns out, oh no, he might be trying to kill them with this tiger that he spent all their money on to get money that he could have just not bought a tiger with. At this point, we have the one and only moment of lucidity for the autistic kid where he goes, Hey, man, you know, it wouldn't be so bad to get eaten by a tiger. They just rip you apart and then you'd be dead, and that's cool. And then he goes back to shrieking. (laughs) It is perplexing in every way. And it kind of fucking owns and is a future episode. (laughs) Check out our episode on Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close to a Tiger coming to a (laughs) podcast near you. This movie, <laughs> I like. I deliberately left out a lot of the parts of this, including the opening scene, which is unbelievable because I don't want to ruin everything for you guys. 
But oh my god. I know there's some other casting choices that you have uh, neglected to mention, which I can only assume means it's a pleasant surprise. <laughs> you can feel free. I mean, when you sent me the IMDb link and it had the description and then in the main cast said, and meatloaf, <laughs> I assumed that he was going to play a significant part. Maybe not as significant as his part in Blood Rain, but, you know. Speaking Can't of believe- future episodes. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's, that's, that's a good idea. <laughs> All right. Um... So I don't want to talk too much about Burning Bright for that reason and also because we're going to talk a lot more about a movie where animals attack during a hurricane later. So moving on. Guys, the summer of Squatch rolls on. No matter how hard it is to scrounge up some Squatch movies, my good friend Jeff Bezos is always able to deliver for me. So I watched a movie called Night Claws. This movie opens (laughs) with teens having sex in a car and then getting murdered by a man in a Bigfoot suit. Okay, okay. Adding it to the list. I quickly realized that uh, it's kind of baffling this movie was able to afford a topless woman because, holy shit, is it low budget and poorly acted. But, you know, what are you going to do? It's like 85 minutes. You kind of got to stick some of these out, even if the people are just talking, like, at the camera, not really delivering lines. And boy, am I glad I did for the ending of this movie, which I have to tell you about. So there's, like seven different subplots going on of these different groups of people that are either like hiding from the Bigfoot or trying to hunt the Bigfoot or whatever. You know, you get the cops, you got a scientist lady, you got some weird poacher. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> you got some weird poachers with ulterior motives. Oh my god. You got uh you got some people on the survival tour in the woods who I will bring up only to mention that they eventually get kidnapped by the weird mercenary guys after only two of them are left because they've been getting picked off one by one by the Bigfoot. The guy gets tied up. The girl who's his wife is like, I'll do anything if you let us go. And, like, winking at the guy that's, like, tied up because this was clearly their plan. And the guy's like, all right, well, then get on your knees. Which gives the other guy time to, like, break out and kill the dude that's holding them captive. And then he's, she's like, yeah, yeah, this is great. Thank you so much for, uh, for you know, getting us out of here. I knew you could do it. Like, now untie me so we can run away. And he goes... Well, actually, you seem like you were enjoying that too much, you stupid bitch. I'm just going to leave you here. This is cheaper than a divorce. So, that kind of movie. Oh, Um, mighty. All right. Yeah, not good. So, the ending of this movie. The scientist lady who's been working with the cops the whole time. Like, her and the lead cop hunt down this, like, last poacher guy. Like, the mastermind of all this shit. They have him cornered in this room. And then she just randomly snaps the cop's neck. You're like, wow, what's going on? This wasn't foreshadowed at all in her character, because why would it in this movie? She looks at the guy who's laying on the ground, who she had shot in the kneecap, and goes, all right, well, you're such and such. I found you. I'm going to go leave and get my money now. She leaves, and Frank Stallone walks in. Oh, excuse me? Oh. (laughs) And looks at the guy and goes... Yeah, you were this mercenary leader in some South American country that, and uh, you shot some guy for disobeying orders, and that guy was my son, so I'm going to torture you now. And then the scientist lady gets captured by Bigfoots, the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievably stupid and unbelievably powerful. So what you're telling me is, they had a Bigfoot movie, and instead of putting the budget towards said Bigfoot, they flew in Frank Stallone for an afternoon? Correct. That's so good. <laughs> Y'all, cinema is so fucking good. 
the last scene is just like the same guy in a Bigfoot suit, like dancing around, but like superimposed like eight times. So you think there's a family of Bigfoots. It's real funny. <laughs> it's actually real, real good. And just knowing that it's streaming <laughs> on Prime means I'm absolutely going to watch it. It is unwatchable, but knock yourself out. You know I will. Of course you will. So, to touch on this briefly, uh, was no one ever going to tell me how fucking good the town is? I've actually never seen it. I think I've owned thought, it for, like, like years, because I got it on Black Friday. I thought you'd already Dude, seen that it. that movie is so fucking good. Holy shit. Like, Ben Affleck is now, like, totally redeemed in my eyes. That is, like, a masterfully directed movie. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I was... I mean, you guys know how I feel about bank heist movies. And that is one of the best ones I've ever seen. Like, I might watch it again this week. That's real, real fucking good. It's got, like, scumbag Jeremy Renner, which is, like, absolutely the best Jeremy Renner role. Because I remember I got the town. I was like, I should watch this. And I watched Argo. I was like, actually, fuck this guy. I'm not watching it. That's how I have felt for years. And that's why I hadn't seen it yet. But, man. Speaking of Ben Affleck, shout out to Triple Frontier, like, completely fucking up Netflix's movie plans. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're just not going to make these anymore. Sorry. <laughs> Eat shit, Ben. All right, so a couple more here. Let's talk about the relic. Oh man, it has been so fucking long. I'm so excited. So the relic is a movie where police lieutenant Tom Sizemore, fresh <laughs> off heat. Sorry. Still in the process of filming uh, Saving Private Ryan. You know, peak of his powers when, you know, he had powers that weren't doing whatever bad thing he did that I already forgot about because it's Hollywood and who can tell them apart? Exactly. He's investigating some mysterious deaths in a museum. Who committed these, these grisly murders where people's brains were removed and just left on the floor of bathrooms, you ask? Well, of course, a lizard god from South America. All right, next week's episode of Relic. <laughs> it's real, real good. Like, they're looking around in this museum. They're trying to clear it out because they're having, like, whatever the Chicago equivalent of the Met Gala is because clearly they couldn't afford the Met for this movie. Um, so they're, like, rooting around in the basements trying to find out who did these murders. And there's a jump scare where the, like, the two cops, like, just shoot this guy dead in the basement. Next scene is, like, the investigative team's all down there, like, Oh man, it's this murderer that's killed like seven people. He's just hiding out in this basement. Thank God you guys got him. I guess all these murders are solved. Because of course, the fucking serial killer in Chicago was hiding out in the same museum basement as the lizard god. Oh my god. You were saying all the right things to me right now. There are scenes where they're like in the tunnels and they're like clearly using a puppet where the lizard looks really good. And then there are all of the rest of the scenes, which are 1997 CGI. Oh, and it is the perfect balance. The lizard god explodes at the end in the most 1997 explosion you could possibly imagine. Oh, thanks for ruining it. (laughs) I I don't know what I don't know what we're doing for an episode next week, but regardless, I will be talking about the relic next week. (laughs) Put that on my fucking tombstone. Exceptionally fucking powerful, because like. The whole, like, central conflict of the movie, other than the fact that there's a fucking lizard god running around, is, like, half the characters are extremely superstitious, and half the other characters are, like, hard men and women of science and logic. So Tom Sizemore is like, 
yo, don't step over that body, it's bad luck. And the scientist lady's like, well, actually, nothing bad's gonna happen. And then a lizard god attacks. (laughs) It's... It's... I need to watch this so badly. When you say Tom Sizemore Lizard King, like, nothing else matters. The fact that it's it's almost two hours means nothing to me. It's slow to get going, but the payoff is one million percent worth it. I don't recognize a single name in this cast except Tom Sizemore. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, have either of you guys ever seen Silent Rage? No. That sounds familiar. Okay, so... Oh, I have not. That cover's doing a lot for me. Yeah, so I'll set this up for you. We start out, first scene, there's this dude in his house with his wife and kids. And, you know, they're all making noise, being obnoxious. And he's, like, clearly on the verge of snapping. He calls a psychiatrist. He's like, Doc, I think I'm losing it. I think I'm losing it. The noise keeps going. The, the psychiatrist's like, no, 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 it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then he just snaps. He grabs an axe from the shed and starts murdering his family. The police come. He fights with them. He gets shot and killed. Or not killed right away. He's, like, they, he gets shot, like, 12 times. So they take him off the hospital. They know he's going to die, but they're trying to do the best they can. The hospital they take him to, the closest one, is a research hospital. And, you know, they're doing all these surgeries on him. They're like, we can't save him, but he's a fighter. What if we injected him with these weird chemicals we have okay. that we've been testing on animals? Okay. And we'll wrong. just see what happens. Now, this is the point where it's important to mention that the town sheriff in this movie is one Charles Norris. Who is just walking around the hospital shirtless. Okay. Okay. I have a busy enough week, Alex. You cannot (laughs) keep throwing these at me. If you want to watch a movie where there's a Chuck Norris sex scene, this is for you. I do so badly. (laughs) So the first, like, 50 minutes of this movie, after, uh, after, you know, he stops the big bad axe murderer, is just, like, him doing, like, small town sheriff stuff. So, of course, he's at the diner with his dipshit deputy. And there's just a bunch of bikers that are talking shit to him. He tells the bikers to fuck off. Later, he sees the bikers at some biker bar. And he goes in and, of course, fights like 20 bikers at once in this movie about, ostensibly, this fucking serial killer that is now unkillable because he's had science put into him. Oh, my God. Does a motorcycle fly out a window with no rider? Absolutely. I don't have time for all these movies, and yet, <laughs> let me just open the old notes here. Silent Rage. It's pretty so, rude that like, you're like, oh, we'll watch old Alex's movie. Now you're going to bother with the Leave it to Beaver movie. It's fine, though. Correct. <laughs> so, like, 55 minutes in, the science, the scientist's, like, experiment is complete. This guy has managed to, like, get ridiculous, like, Namekian regenerative powers. And he starts murdering the scientists. And just, he's just like, at this point, the movie just turns into like an extremely blatant Halloween knockoff. Except rather than Mike Myers, you have this guy who looks like Beto O'Rourke running around just strangling people. And it is like very clear that he is unkillable. It's real, real good, actually. (laughs) I should call out of work today. I should, (laughs) I should watch Silent Rage instead. Well, good news, Parker, because now that I am done with my movies this week. I have some movies for you guys. Oh no. This Parker, is never you're going to watch, watch something I watched about a year ago that also has bikers from the 80s. A movie called Eye of the Tiger. Also a tiger movie. Starring <laughs> oh, one Gary Busey. 
I think so you're going to love this. Bikes and tigers and Gary Busey, you say? Yafit Koto flies a plane. Okay, like, I'm it's, in. Yeah, yeah, you, you'll like it. That's all you had to say. Yeah, this literal is, this human is, vampire Yafit Koto is here. This is my uh, this is my last content dump before the new season starts because you gotta start chewing through those minutes, guys. So, Chris, I'm going to both save you and take a gamble on this one. Okay. Oh boy. I'm going to save you from your horror movies, and I'm going to gamble that you will continue watching this, but using the last of my content bank to assign you the first two episodes of Band of Brothers. Which is weird. I actually just finished downloading it. <laughs> Band of Brothers episode. I kept thinking of pitching. We should just do that, but also it's like 10 hours. Yeah, that's, that like it is kind of a lot of content to get through. I watch it yearly. It is, in my opinion, the best thing ever put on film. So, I think my parents watched it a while back. Um. Uh. Yeah. I. I don't know. I. I think they loved it. But. Uh, yeah. I. I will watch that. Thank you. I'm sorry. I have to go back to the relic for one second because I forgot <laughs> one thing you. in my notes, which is the first hour of this movie. You like barely see the monster, because you know it's a '90s movie. They can't afford to show the monster the whole time. So all you hear is it breathing in the background as, like, other people are doing stuff, and it oh, no. sounds exactly like Weezin' Ed. I fucking, I knew where you were going. <laughs> I like hear, like, hey, Chris, this is, like, one of my favorite things ever put on film. Parker's a movie where Gary Busey's on a motorcycle. <laughs> Parker, 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 do you remember in Hey Arnold? Yes, Parker, of course I do. Parker, buddy, before you start telling us what you watched this week, you want to go to uh, read the tagline for Eye of the Tiger? Because you know I do, Skip. <laughs> no, not Sinbad in the Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> Excuse me. Does that say, Nam was hell, prison was murder, and now he's home fighting for his life with a shotgun Correct. and a child on his arms? Am I to understand that he is a Vietnam veteran who was also in prison and now is involved in a biker gang? He is not involved in the biker gang, but the biker gang is very involved with him. I'll leave it at that. Oh my god. There's a lot of cowboy hats in these cast pictures. <laughs> yeah, there are. And old white people. Oh, this is gonna be good. I think you'll appreciate this one. Ah, the same director as Zorro. That's. Ooh. These are some credits, alright. Well, I'm excited. Chris, enjoy, like, enjoy the, the greatest miniseries ever adapted. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be watching Eye of the Tiger in action slash drama. Okay, right, Parker, what do you got for us? So we'll start with what I watched immediately after we recorded, which is, of course, The Legend of Boggy Creek. <laughs> Almost 30 years old Laughed every single time I said Falk voice <laughs> Without fail Knowing it was coming And knowing how stupid it was Still just heeing and hawing Like a goddamn oaf <laughs> in my room Falk voice It's funny every single time But it is actually like Legitimately good I had a fantastic time with it Like I was expecting to Alright it's just stupid piece of shit about Sasquatches which it is but also is really good now, Chris you had a very powerful week with one Stuart Gordon and his <laughs> films Reanimator from Beyond and also Dolls 
Well, coming up next for you very soon is a movie he made entitled Castle Freak. <laughs> Let me slow you down. You see, this was made with producer Charles Band, who produced a thousand movies, including all of the Puppet Masters and all of the Ginger Dead Men, Evil Bong. Just like every time you see like one of those covers on Amazon Ginger Prime. Dead Mans. Did yes? Did he I know say Evil said. Bong? There are more than six entries because I saw Evil Bong 666 on his IMDb and almost blacked out. <laughs> I digress. You see, Charles Band was a producer. Every time, if you go on Amazon Prime and see one of those covers that looks like it was made in paint, his production company was probably involved. Back in the 80s, he produced Ghoulies and made a fuck ton of money off of it. And he decided, you know what, I got this money. I'm going to buy a castle. So now all of his movies just have scenes in castles that he has in Rome because he already has it. You don't have to buy a set because he's cheap. So our good friends Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton inherited a castle in Italy and they moved there. And wouldn't you know it, there is an abused child left to die in the basement who has now become the castle freak. (laughs) It is... I could say more, but I feel like that sentence tells you literally everything you could need to know about it. The idea that there is anyone named the Castle Freak is enough for me. <laughs> He's not just an abused child. He has become the titular Castle Freak. It is a lot of things. It's like he has become <laughs> the electric head. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the Red Dragon, he has become the Castle Freak. <laughs> So, Chris, don't worry, that's on the list, so it's in your near future. Enjoy that. Mm. God bless. Depends how long, how it long is. is it. Yeah. Oh, I think it's like 80 minutes max. Oh, You're there fine. we go. It might as well be the next yeah. one. You're in there. So, uh, I watched the new version of Pet Cemetery. Do either of y'all remember the remake from Carrie from a couple years ago? I didn't watch no. it, but I remember exactly. you told me about it. Alex, that is the exact answer to this movie. In three years, when you go, hey, do you remember Pet Cemetery? The answer will be. No. <laughs> it is the most disappointing thing. Because I'm like, okay, maybe... That original movie's not great. Like, it has some spooky parts, but it's... The two leads are just god-awful. So I'm like, alright, you know, a new readaptation of the book. Let's do it this time. It feels like a remake of an already shitty movie. Like, it takes beats from that movie and does them worse to the point it's like, why not just cut this out? This is so underserved and has no impact on anything. Why is this even here? This movie's an hour 40, and it should be two hours. Because the entire point is just this turmoil and grief, and like, what would it take for someone to do this shit? And it's just like, alright, well, nah, we'll just breeze right through it. Who needs character motivations when you can turn into a haunted kid movie halfway in? And boy, does it take forever for that truck to murk that kid. It makes one interesting change. Which would have been a cool surprise if it had not been in all of the trailers that I saw before every movie and on every YouTube video I clicked for six months. So good job, marketing team. It is... I know you hate saying this, but it is a movie. I saw it. Ask me about it in two years. I dare you. I will have nothing to say. It's just... So you won't remember seeing it, so we could just make you watch it like every three years, like that curse from the it. I'd prefer if you didn't. I called it The It. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) I had one fantastic moment that almost made the movie worth it, which is near the end. They're being chased by the kid. 
She's got her little toddler. She's up on the second floor. She's like, oh, God, they're going to get to me. Husband's outside. She reaches outside. He's like, here, catch. And in my head, I just see we get paid to catch motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine him dropping that toddler at first. <laughs> so I had that going for me. Then I watched, Chris, now you remember we've watched Suspiria and Inferno together. Yeah. I started to get weird with it. Like, you know, I don't really dip my toe in the weird, weird Italian shit. So let's watch City of the Living Dead. Y'all. It will never stop being funny that these movies are just filmed. And no matter if the character's speaking English or any other language, every single line is redubbed. So you're automatically just have this oppressive, weird 80s score. Everything is foggy. All the characters are dubbed over. And it's a standard zombie movie. Except for the grotesque, horrifying, practical violence that happens, like, every 20 minutes. Like, there's a scene when the zombies are loose. This couple's making out in a car. And this dead priest walks up to him. Now, do you think he disemboweled her? Do you think he stabbed her, choked her? Incorrect. He stared at her through the windshield. Cut to her face looking terrified. Cut back to him. Cut to her. Cut to him. Cut to her eyes. Cut to his... She vomits her intestines out. <laughs> Italy nice. is incredibly cool. Six Semper Sex Adders. <laughs> Fuck off. I, I hate it. I hate it so much. So I, watched, <laughs> I had to watch the end of this movie about three times because it made zero sense. Basically, spoilers, guys. They, get away, they kill the main bad guy and the zombies go away. Oh, that's good. So they're triumphant. They escape whatever weird cave they're in. They see their son. They're like, oh my god, you're safe. And the son starts running toward them in slow motion, smiling. And then there's a freeze frame. And then the woman screams. And then there's a thunderclap. And then the credits roll. Nice. I watched this three times. I couldn't understand what they were trying to say. Then I went to Wikipedia and read, oh yeah, he accidentally spilled coffee on it. They didn't have any other footage. So this is what they had to cobble together. <laughs> it is the coolest thing I've ever read in my life. That's incredible. Just spilling coffee on the film print and going, ah, shit, well, comes out next week, so figure it out. <laughs> I was, so I asked a couple people, because there's a lot of people that are sweatier than I am when it comes to horror. I'm like, hey, so like it's incredibly like graphically violent, bloody, and gory. And then just all these characters that don't, like, they just seem to be thrown together. None of them really interact, or their plots don't make sense together. And the response was... Yeah. So I've got that to look forward to for more of these. Let's see. I skipped those. We're already like an hour in. Oh, yeah. I finally watched Bumblebee. So here's the question. How the fuck does it take six tries to make this? Uh, I got an answer. How does it not? Like, it's absolutely fine. Like, it's a perfectly serviceable movie. Like, it's, it's fine. How do we have to get through five of these fucking Michael Bay movies to realize, like, oh yeah, just make him look like the cartoon, and then just, like, have people that aren't Shia above screaming at a bunch of weird sex jokes. Like, just have a human character that has a bond with the robot, and then there's adventures. And then John Cena shows up. God like, I don't understand how this is so difficult. <laughs> the last movie. It's a movie that I had no knowledge of. I saw it referenced a couple times, and it's just been sitting on a hard drive for months now. It's like, okay... I'm tired. This seems like it's 90 minutes. It seems like this weird fucking thing that I don't have to pay attention to. 
This movie is called The Suckling. Now I need you to sit <laughs> oh, here no. with me and look in my <laughs> oh, eyes. No. Oh, dude, I've seen this movie before. It's got Lexi Bell. <laughs> Ten nice. that come from me, buddy. <laughs> You're closer than you think. Oh, no. <laughs> So oh, this is no. like a fucking Z-tier horror movie came out in 1990. This couple goes to a, a whorehouse slash underground abortion clinic. Stay with me. <laughs> you need to stay with me. No. She wants to keep Joel, it. Joel, cover your ears. <laughs> he does not want to keep it because they're at a whorehouse slash abortion clinic. Clearly he's not there to like have a conversation about raising this child. So he convinces the staff to put her under, and then they just do the abortion while she's unconscious, which is very cool. They get it out of her, they flush it down the toilet, wouldn't you know, happens to mutate into a giant puppet monster. <laughs> Traps them inside the whorehouse. And now what you essentially have is, it's kind of like Green Room. But except, like, instead of being trapped in there with Nazis, it's just this couple, and then a bunch of ragtag whores and people who want whores to sex them with money. And it's just them <laughs> being picked off by this giant 1990 puppet monster. It is one of the most baffling things I've ever seen in my life. Like, when I realized 20 minutes in, like, why is it still growing? Why did this tiny little, like, three-fingered like alien looking fetus grow into an eight foot tall monster that just rips people through walls i it's not good but also i cannot recommend it enough <laughs> it's a movie that i would have gone my entire life without knowing existed and now that i've seen it i cannot stop thinking about it it has <laughs> haunted my thoughts and my dreams like it just the cover alone seeing that monster face and knowing like this thing starts as, like, a tiny, like, little, like, it's a little fetus that gets flushed down a toilet. And within ten minutes is a full-grown size monster that just, like, hides in the walls. And people will go look for it. And it'll just, like, fucking rip through with these weird tentacle hands and start growing spikes and a pale. It is... It's pretty subversive, you know? There's a lot to say about the abortion issue. The only movie this guy ever directed... Way to go out on top, King. With a perfect 100% record. <laughs> Alright, now that we're over an hour in, let's talk Gators. Okay. So, uh, the movie begins with a woman in a swimsuit. Typical Holly weird. Has to sexualize women. It's pretty offensive, if you ask me. Uh, so she's a swimmer. Easy, Joel. <laughs> she's a swimmer at the uh, at the University of Florida. Uh, Go Gator. Uh, yes, Klanga. Anyway, she's swimming. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's swimming, and uh, turns out she's uh, not very good at swimming or something. She only gets second place. Little loser. Um, but uh, her, I don't know. She has memories of her dad cheering her up or something like that. So. I'm not saying that Crawl is about family, much like Star Wars is about family, but uh, one of the th one of the things that I wrote about. No, hold up, hold up. One of the things I wrote about is um, early on. I really hope this family shit goes somewhere, and I was very happy that it did. Uh, they they give you stuff about it early on, and they don't let you down at the end uh, with the family stuff, which I I kind of thought was one of the best parts of the movie. 
Yeah, you expect that to be a drop ball 99 times out of 100. Especially considering what this movie is. Um, yeah, most people that make this movie fuck it up real bad. Yeah, but this, this, this was... worked very well. Okay. Everything paid off. Like, everything looked good. Like, I just... I, I was so happy walking out of the theater. Yeah. I really Qu- was. Question for the room. In this opening scene, was anyone thinking, like, what if there's a gator in that pool? No. I, Can we I, all be honest no, with each other? No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> no. I have to admit I wasn't ever thinking that because oh, I'd seen on. enough of the trailer where I was just like, oh, it's going to be in the house. If that happened, like, it might have ruined the movie for me because then it would be one of those movies. And I'd yeah, like, exactly. Okay, cool. I should have just stayed home and watched Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. If it was... If this was Piranha 3D from the same director, that's happening. But also, like, I do like that these two movies exist, but they're completely tonally different. Yeah, um, I haven't. Like, said, if you want to see Jerry O'Connell film Girls Gone Wild videos and they get eaten by piranhas, that movie exists. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, which I, I do. I don't know. I'm a little bit busy with the Leave It to Beaver movie, but uh, <laughs> this one, um, I have to admit, I, I actually want to talk about this, and I have I have some jokes written down, but I I just want to talk about the lead actress. I thought she was really really good. She. Look, I, I've seen a lot of movies this year that I think are really good. I actually think this has been a really good year for movies so far. At least I, I've been kind of lucky with some of the ones I've seen. She gave a great performance. You know, I thought it was I really subtle. Agree. I thought it was great. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just really, I'm really excited about this performance. I walked out wondering if her bad tattoos were real or just added for Florida effect. Like, <laughs> I, like seriously, I'm not even joking when I say that. Like I. I'm really not sure. I wrote down at one point when she's like swimming through the scene, she's swimming towards the camera. I was like, wow, she, you know, she reminds me of like, like a 1950s ish, 1940s ish Joan Crawford, you know, very striking profile. Parker texted me that she's the girl from the Maze Runner. So we had different perspectives. <laughs> when I looked at IMDb, I was like, wait, that's that dead eye girl from that movie my ex made me watch? Boy, she's gotten a lot better. Cause Buddy, you know, there's a lot of sequels to that, right? Oh, I'm aware. Sequels? Luckily, that, that relationship did not last long enough. We're going to have to put Band of Brothers on the back burner. Shouts out to the actor for breaking his leg, so I didn't have to see the third one before that relationship flamed apart disastrously. <laughs> the real MVP. Yeah. So the movie doesn't actually take place at the University of Florida. It takes place uh, somewhere else. It takes place in escrow, Florida. Uh, they go. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> yes, you are. I was proud in the theater when I wrote it. That I looked at my desk and I was like, oh. <laughs> so I I know we've had this conversation before, but like Chris, you've never been to Florida, right? That's correct. So I am the only person on this podcast who has ever been to Florida. I guess I've been to. Florida. I was. <laughs> my sisters lived in Florida for like 15 years. I've been to Florida. <laughs> I had no idea. So, like I said, no one on this podcast has ever been to Florida. Right, ever. exactly. I'm really glad that I was the one who recommended this movie, by the way. I mean, to be fair, I don't want to go back. So. <laughs> I'm always struck when I see a movie that takes place in Florida. And, like, the most striking example recently is The Beach Bomb, which is a perfect Florida Man movie. This movie feels unbelievably Florida, but also is, like, really well shot and, like, kind of beautiful. And when I found out it was shot in Serbia and not Florida, I was like, ah, yes, <laughs> that place that. that is much better than Florida. You're right. Uh, Chris, is this your favorite Serbian film? Holy shit. Got him. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to come back from that. Uh, speaking of how the movie looks, there are a couple shots that I really love, uh, especially towards the end with the lightning flashing and everything like that. 
there are some beautiful shots. I even like the ending yeah, shot, which barely. is, uh, yeah. you know, every single other movie would have, like, some other way to end it. Like, a character usually walks away from the camera or something like that to, like, it's like the movie's walking away from you. Or, like, film school, film school 102 or something. And this are just like, no, the movie's over. It's okay. We, we don't have to add any extra bullshit on here. It's cool to have a movie under 90 minutes. And I respect that. I was surprised when the credits rolled, but also so happy. Like, yeah, okay, they got away. Thank you. That was I, perfect. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, again, yeah, like, I'm dead serious. You I don't, don't have to, to have, like, like... And then Dad sold the house, and we're starting a new life. Like, I don't care, they got away, it's fine. It's like, oh, you know, there's my dad clapping his prosthetic hand as I make the swim oh team God. at the University of Florida. You're like That would have infuriated me. I'm not saying it would have ruined because, the movie, like, but it made, let, let's made it be real. worse. Let's be real. Like, there's no way she's swimming competitively with those injuries ever again. Of course not. Like, <laughs> like, if you do that, then this movie enters fuck you. Oh yeah, there was there was like, and a... it had built up so much goodwill to that point. But... Yeah, there was a moment down in the basement where she's trying to escape the alligators, where I was just like, at one at one point, one of her injuries, I was just like, okay, I know she has to focus on getting out of that house, but at some point in her mind, she has to be thinking like three steps ahead, like, okay, not going to have the scholarship anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so stressed. If I don't get any better, I'm not gonna get my scholarship. Crunch. I guess my life's over. Okay, so, cool. so uh, looks <laughs> yeah. like I'll be majoring in psychology. Huh. Yeah. Um, I, okay, I guess we can talk about the rest of the plot. If people are not familiar with crawl, it's really band. easy to talk about. This mm-hmm. woman goes down to Florida to search for her father during a Category Five hurricane. She's in Florida. She goes deeper. She goes into deeper Florida. into. Let's Florida. be clear. Yeah. These the are all Floridians. Yeah. <laughs> Heart of yeah, heart of darkness, but with alligators, uh, and alligators invade her basement and then the rest of her house. And there's uh, a lot of gators in this movie. Um, I gotta tell you, every single one of these movies that I see uh, has like the first jump scare, which isn't really a gator, but uh, is something else. The first jump scare with a tree smashing through the window. I gotta admit, that one got me. I was just like, whoa, really effective. It was, yeah, it was, it was worked. Yeah, yeah, you know. I enjoy that none of the, I always enjoy a movie where the jump scares aren't fake outs. Like, no, it's a jump scare, but also it's a giant croc or a tree crumbing through your wall. Um, okay, so... And it, 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 I want to say one more thing about that scene. Okay. Because I think the most important thing about that scene is that it really establishes that Mother Nature is, like, the second bad guy in this movie. It's not just crocs versus humans. It's humans versus crocs versus the hurricane. The hurricane matters, and it has real stakes other than just bringing in more crocs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that makes this movie so much better than just, like, oh, man, the floodwaters are higher. Now there's more crocs here. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, one of the scenes that really drives it home is when they go into the eye of the storm. Like... Okay, so I, I want to talk about this. Like, I really like the relationship between her and her father. There was a lot of realism there, and part of it is they keep the writing really simple, very relatable. I, as a D2 athlete myself, I kind of really respected this. I, I thought that she was doing a, a really great job, and the writing, again, it's really kept tight. That leads to that scene in the eye of the storm where he tells her was D2. To, uh, <laughs> to, to swim after the, uh, the boat. In the middle of the storm, every other movie I would have been like, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen." She has to outswim the gators to the boat. We're just fine. In this I movie, was it pumped. works. Yeah. I was jumping up and down, being like, "Go fucking get them!" I was about ready to start swimming. I'm a bad <laughs> swimmer, so. <laughs> and there's so many like you just saying the boat, making me think about those three yeah. robbers. There's, 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 there's a, a very lot. visceral thought in theater of like you know, 
If I could have one movie role, it'd be the guy that tries to loot a convenience store, eat a hot dog, and then just get fucking murked by a gator. <laughs> like you guys, is, uh... <laughs> it's so good. You guys think while that girl was saving her dad that Cam Newton stole her laptop? <laughs> you guys know who else went to Florida. Riley Cooper and Aaron Hernandez. Oh, shout out to real ones. <laughs> True rainbow coalition of being a dickhead. Uh, I don't know. I like the guy who was uh, not just trying to hot dog. He was trying on the sunglasses during a Category 5 hurricane. That guy's really cool. Shout out, and also that reveal shot of him just looking up and seeing it coming behind him was. Did they do that in the mirror? Was that the mirror shot? Yes. Yeah, that was that yes. was good. That is an incredible shot. Like, I know that it's very easy to jump around with this movie, but like, there's so much that like happened before this that I really want to talk about. Could, could you uh, uh, do say, that? I want to look like, up something real quick. Like, absolutely. Let me just um, say blanket statement. Like, I always saw the trailer once. I was like, okay, that Gator movie. When I realized, like oh, fuck, they're going to be trapped down there. Like, that's the movie. I got so excited when I realized, like, oh, there's not just gators. Like, they are trapped in that cellar and have to get out, and also they're going to drown. I and got so fucking pumped. The important part is it's not a cellar, it's a crawl space. Because, A, that is, like, much more topical for Florida, where nobody has, like, real basements. And, B, for the first, like... You know, after you get past like the first ten minutes of exposition, like the next twenty minutes of this are just the descent. Like, and yeah, boy. It by is the way, a movie that doesn't need yeah. monsters to make my asshole tight yeah. enough to forge diamonds. It is so claustrophobic, and before you even see a gator, is probably the scariest part of the movie. And also, like, just like, because I like how it starts with like, there's two gators, but you don't always know where they are. It like slowly escalates into being ridiculous but like in a good way that first shot where she's just like hiding underneath you just see those glowing eyes i was like oh this is like an actual good movie right yeah. Like, this yeah. is gonna be really fucking good like i i was so excited the entire and like time. when when so, the dudes uh, in the when I, the dudes uh, in the boat get murked like let, let's talk about earlier on about some of the stuff that they do with the family um okay it's I think they set up in, like, believable roles here for everyone involved. Like, the only... You never actually see the mother, but you can kind of infer exactly what she's like and what sort of impact she's had on her daughters. And that's, like, a small thing that they, they do that I really like. I like that they tell us how far apart in age the girls are. I think that really matters to, like, contextualize their relationship and also why the younger one has to go back and look for dad. Like just from being around any sort of family that's of roughly this age it makes so much sense family dynamic wise when like everything about that first like video call on the iphone where she's holding the baby and like she's kind of being shitty but like the girl's not willing to be shitty back because the baby's there like it's it all works like everything in this movie just works really really well and you can tell that they're like really like hardened craftsman hands that like worked on this and yeah like one of the other things is like i feel like a lot of my own family in this and i don't know if that's like the fact that the writing was kind of simplistic or maybe our family is just similar in that way but there's also a lot of love going on there and you never feel like even when she like kind of snipes back at her father every once in a while being like i'm fine you know whatever she still went all the way down deep into the heart of Florida to look for him, and I like that. He still had 
like 25 missed calls from her as she drove in the hurricane yeah. to get to him. Like you, no, yeah. she, it was six from her and 25 from the other sister, oh, yeah. which also says a lot about that whole family. It, it definitely does, yeah. Uh, I wonder how that kid's going to turn out. Um, the other thing I want to talk about with, the, with our main character, the female protagonist, Boy, she is tough, right? She takes a licking and keeps on kicking. She is... I would have died <laughs> five minutes into this movie. She, I think that's one of the things I like about her so much is that she's not like a supercilious badass action hero, but she she's able to like kind of work with her surroundings and she thinks ahead and she... Again, she is tough. And I like the fact that she is, uh, she kind of has that moxie that she's going to go out there and say, No, I'm fine. It's okay. I shot one of the alligators. There's a little bit more that happened in that scene that she doesn't relate. (laughs) Yeah. Like, real talk, if I were in this movie, like, I see the one gator. I remember the thing I read online about how if you hold their jaws closed, they can't open it. I do that. I'm like, I got him. And the second one eats me. That's me in this movie. I'm finding that gun and turning it on myself immediately. <laughs> All right, just got to crawl on that drain pipe. All right, see you never. Go fuck yourself. Oh, are those hatched eggs? All right, well, let me just put this in my mouth. <laughs> Goodbye, world. I was really afraid when we saw those hatched eggs that we were going towards Deep Blue Sea 2 territory. Oh, I was thinking Same. of Godzilla 98 territory. Because yeah, uh, originally I thought like, oh, they just teased that and didn't pay off. But also, what would baby gators do? <laughs> it's just yeah. nice to show like, yeah, no, they're out there. They're, there's going to be more of them. So I, I liked it because it, it, it sort of like it, like it expands the, uh, the film's universe. The, the gators have a little lair. That makes so much sense. Why didn't I think about that? You know, when she got to that layer, my body was so tense, top to bottom. That entire scene. scene The fact that they made every log floating in the water look like it might be a gator. And then the first time they shine the light on one, it's just the fucking policeman's body. It's like, oh shit. This movie knows how to work a camera. Yeah, one of the things that I really liked about that scene in particular is when she's reaching for the gun, right? She's trying really, really hard to get that gun. And you were white knuckling in your seat. You're like, okay, when's it going to come? I know that jump is coming. I know that jump is coming. She reaches for it. She just barely gets it. And I legitimately thought to myself, it's like, oh, I really thought there was going to be one. Bang. Yeah, it's like a sigh of relief moment. And then, yeah. That, that's yeah. very, very well done. I, it's how you make a fucking movie. Exactly. God, okay, this movie so, is so well made. This sounds, like, this sounds like a criticism, but it's not. The movie plays it kind of safe. I don't think the movie takes a tremendous amount of risks. But that's not really a problem because they ended up making a good movie with it. They do everything right. I disagree. They ought to. Okay, what's the I completely disagree. Uh, So after the house starts flooding, you are 100% convinced for like 30 seconds that dog is about to get eaten. Oh, I was convinced as soon as I saw that dog. And then the dog makes it out and immediately the dude's arm gets snapped off. Which is very good. I couldn't, I definitely thought that was going to happen though. I didn't think that the dog was going to, well, I thought the dog was going to get eaten as soon as I saw him. The dog is usually used for for every single movie. Yeah, and like you're you're breathing, you're like sigh of relief for the dog and then something happens and you're like, oh no, no, we're not done with these people. Oh, And that's what I, like, I feel like the stakes of the movie elevated along with you know the rising hurricane and like the more and more gators would come outside like 
I never felt like everyone was definitely going to survive. Like, you know the girl's going to survive because she's ostensibly the main character, and beyond that, you don't know. She might be the only one that makes it out. I thought it was in play that they would kill the dad. Oh, I... I thousand percent the dad was dead in that scene. Oh, really? I, okay, I can safely say uh, that I one. I mean, the... As soon as I, like... As soon as I got to know the dad, I knew there was no way they were going to kill him off. I think it would have been a very different movie if they would have done that. It just wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense to me. They, But also, I've seen this dude's other movies, and he is bit of a mean streak in him, we'll say. Oh. So I was expecting something gruesome to happen to that. I'm, I'm very happy they didn't have some sort of reveal where he used to be, like, she re- like early on, she remembers, like, the positive times where he's cheering her up, and then she has, like, repressed memories where he's, like, an abusive That was something. a very deep, like, in the back of my mind, like, please don't do this. Yeah, if they had done something do like not that, solely again, this, different movie, this I wouldn't have liked movie. that at all. Like, do not at all just have them come together as a family and let's okay let's just have gator fun. To, this Please. is this is the steady hand of sam raimi in your movie that's like, a good point yeah he's a, he was sure a it helps to have someone who's very good at making effective horror movies also very good at using uh places below houses uh, apparently yeah there are like four scenes in this movie where you can tell he was just like no 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 give me the camera i've got this uh, something else that i the movie does extraordinarily well i mentioned i'm an audio guy i like the way that the movie uses sound and they they don't do it like as strongly as some other do as some other movies do. But whoever was producing this really knew exactly what they were doing when they put the radio right in the middle of the crawl space. And you can kind of tell where they are in relation to everything else based on where the uh, the radio is. I mean, a lot of that is not it's not echolocation or anything, but it's it's a good way of, right. of like it's it's spacing really. It's like okay, they're they're over here. They need to get to over here. There are crocodiles over here, or alligators over here. Yeah, so. yeah, Chris. Here's a comparison that's right up your alley. It felt like the Resident Evil One mansion. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Where like, that. well, like once you've been through it like twice, like just the beats of the game let you know roughly where you're at, even if you haven't like ingrained the map to memory. Yeah. And that's what I felt like when they're wandering around that crawl space. Like, when she is, like, in that, like, weird secluded corner hiding from the gator after the water level's risen a bit, and, like, the dad's calling out for her and she's not saying anything because she just got bit, like, I don't have to have ever seen that spot before to know exactly where she is. Exactly. Like, this this feels like, you. it feels like a roughly drawn map on the back of your hand that you're basically following, and that is the perfect way to to explore this space that it feels like neither of the characters really know that well despite it being a house that they both lived in for a long time yeah uh, i think the other thing i liked is the uh the echoes of the gun in the alligator lair which i, I don't have any other way to describe that uh place uh, i like the way that she sounded when she was moving through the water i like the crack of uh the table that she fell through uh when the when she's in the upper level of the house um, I, again, the movie uses sound very, very well. Like, just the sound of, like, when the gators are off screen, but you hear them. Yeah. I do not appreciate. Do not care for it. <laughs> one bit. Just because, like, they're about to make their move, so no one's talking. And you just hear, like, that little hiss in the background. You're like, oh, god damn it. Just let's stay here. Let's all be fucking cool. I don't need another jump scare. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Not every single time. No, to be fair, uh, the father does a lot of the heavy lifting with the audio when he's uh, setting his leg back to where it belongs. Like, the crunch isn't Yeah, quite that's, right that's like the one part I didn't need. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I'll give you my biggest criticism of the movie, which is not that bad, but it's still something I noticed and I, I had to chuckle at it. 
The CGI is not excellent. Uh, the gators look okay. The gators look okay, and they're the best CGI in the movie. I think the worst is the yeah. spider scene, because it was very obvious that the spiders were not there. The spiders And Sam bad. Raimi yeah. was off screen saying, no, no, you got spiders on your face. Wipe them away. Wipe them away. And she reacts like three seconds too late. And there is one yeah. other scene that I, I couldn't help but laugh at. Uh there's a basketball hoop, and it's a Category 5 hurricane, and the winds are blown over the place. That net is stationary, and I <laughs> I don't know why. It was just really obvious to me, but maybe these were Serbian winds, so it froze. <laughs> no, you're you're right about the CGI, because the first time I saw the gator, I went, ah, oh, fuck. It, well, that, I mean, and then, right, like, yeah. two minutes later, I didn't care. Well, okay, so here's the so. thing, though. I think that the gators were actually handled mostly pretty well, because they don't shine a light on them or anything like that. They're mostly filmed in darkness. They're mostly filmed in the water and and when they're out. underwater they look good. Yeah. yeah and i for the most part i i actually really liked it i i think it works well so some of the cgi is almost sci-fi channel level but god I'm, this feels like a real movie and it, a lot of this comes down to vibes is this feels like a movie where i'm really invested in all the characters and it feels like a movie where the stakes matter and you never get that from one of those sci-fi channel original movies sorry parker <laughs> I mean, if I'm gonna be real, like my only real complaint with this movie is that they showed the bathroom scene where she locks the gator in the shower in the trailer. <laughs> uh, Don't show me they ever get to the house. Like, let me be surprised by that. Yeah, actually, that would have been a great twist because uh, I knew also that they were in the house. I had seen the, the, I guess, the stairway scene, and I think what got me is that if I hadn't seen that, if I hadn't seen the trailer at all, in fact. And I had just seen that uh, I'm like watching the movie for the first time and they're in the crawl space and they get out. I thought that when they got the boat, they would have been just fine. Then, boom, the, the, the boat is, is thrown back into the house. I would have gone, oh shit, it's still going, you know? But now that I do, it's like, okay, they have to do the stairway scene. I want to talk about that shower scene really quickly because... So she's in the shower and she does like a quick Uno reverse car to get the the, the gator in there. <laughs> All I could think about was uh, that scene in Bear. Wait, we're stuck in here and he's out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're also consumed by Bear. <laughs> the guy I watched Midsummer with uh, decided that he would also watch Bear based on what we said. Oh, fuck. Yeah. God, what a shock. He thinks it's not a very good movie. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Bear is so good. <laughs> Guy, if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> he also believes very strongly that it wasn't a rape scene in Midsummer. So, But then again, actually, Double after fuck listening, you. he says that you explained it well. So. Oh, thank you. But also, fuck you. <laughs> Maybe the gator knows I'm, more I'm kidding. Us. Thank you for I, listening. I, I, Please don't leave. We can't go back to only Joel. <laughs> <laughs> He's God now. And, and Josh is about three years behind. Uh, <laughs> That's good. If it's, if it's only man. Joel and Josh, this will just be a men's rights. I think my favorite thing about Josh is that he'll listen to something that was like six months ago and like post one line out of context. It's like, what do you mean by this? I'm like, I don't know what movie we're like, talking I, about. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know, it was yeah. six months ago. I was probably drunk when I said it, so... You tell Man, me, you buddy. know what? You're right. You, it, like him and your friend should get together. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, let's let's try to get back to Crawl because, again, Crawl is an actually good movie. I don't think we're exaggerating at all when we say that this is one of the better movies of the year. You know, it's been a great Dude, summer is, for my large lizard sons. They will never make a better movie in this genre than this, as far as I'm concerned. Like this genre is already so hard to execute on like a high technical level. And this movie just nailed all of it. Like, I 
I don't know what I'm getting from like a future like shark movie or bear movie or gator movie that's going to top this. You know, bear like, movie never going to be better than bear. But uh, uh, Parker, you wrote a review on Letterbox that I legitimately <laughs> thought time, was the best review I've read. Is it time for Chris so to go into the grizzly maze? <laughs> <laughs> it's very simple. Like, I don't think this is a technically better film than Jaws, but I know which one I'm going to watch more. I know which one I'm going to get friends around, drink, and watch way more often uh, than Jaws. Wait, Park, like, Parker, that, that's not the review I was talking about. I was talking about you would let the gator raw you. Oh, yeah. I mean, he can just fucking hit my back wall any day of the week. He'd fucking bust me out. Now, on the, the, on the other hand like here, ducks. let's talk about the worst review I've read all year, and that's saying something. This <laughs> review does not come from Armand White, although it might as well. Some guy was bitching about Crawl for not having the balls to have climate change in there. Take that. It's in fucking ten movies. This is going to be a climate change movie anyway. Like, it, 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 like, like. It, it, I said ten movies. I meant ten years. You know. Like, I can't believe he decided that he would be like, oh, this creature feature doesn't have uh, any fucking Al Gore science in it. Come on, why don't they? Why don't they make a movie about how climate change is going to create a race of meth gators? It's like the fucked up part is like. The next generation is gonna look at this as like, oh, this, is this fucking like millennials climate change movie. Like, it's gonna oh, happen whether it's there or not. Like, <laughs> fucking it's ice wolves. Fucking infuriating. But... Oh man, future episode by oh, the way. That fucking movie. That, that movie oh, must be buddy. like two hours forty-five, right? It when that woman be. gets hit by the stop sign, all time slapstick. Honk honk. <laughs> <laughs> Without, to go back to what you said, Alex, like this week's Shark Week, and I was like, oh man, I should watch a bunch of like dumb like shark movies, but like, I'm good. I got Crawl. I'm, I don't need it anything else. really did scratch that itch. I mean, until 48 meters down, which, of course, you know, your boy will be there for like, opening night. Earlier that afternoon, my friend texted me, like, yeah, me and my nephews are watching The Meg. It's like, Oh, this is what I wish the Meg was. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, a friend brought that up. Uh, was he asked if this was better than the Meg? I said, yeah, easily. And I was a lot more Not excited close, for yeah. the Meg, which is weird. The Meg, which I don't plan on. The Meg was fine. The Meg, yeah, the Meg was fine, but I think this is a better movie in basically every single way. You know, I I really love the characters. I'm I really want to get back to that because one of my notes is just I love these characters. And I think that compares very uh, differently from Midsummer, where I was like, well, I guess they're okay, except for Christian. Fuck that guy. But I, I don't know. I think I, I end up making a lot of comparisons to Midsummer, not just because they came out back to back, but Midsummer was one where I wasn't necessarily stoked for, but it was getting all the attention. It's the only thing that I've been seeing trailers for constantly, just like, oh, isn't it going to be freaky? A horror movie during the day? Oh, do we dare? Yes, we do. And what do they think of that? Yeah, like, oh, look at this. That maybe they'll have sex or something. And like, I wasn't really that like impressed with it. Meanwhile, I get this, and this is just it. it on paper, this sounds like oh, I mean, I guess I'd see it. It's like a woman gets attacked by uh, alligators during a hurricane, but it, it just works so well on a on a technical level. This is really good, and I think my favorite part about it is what a small budget. This will make its money back. I cannot believe how low that budget was. I thought... After seeing the CGI, I think million. I can see it. <laughs> I mean... You gotta do what you gotta do to get a movie Oh, I'm not gonna complain yeah, about it. Yeah, but, like, all of that, like, outdoor hurricane soundstage stuff was probably really, really pricey. I wouldn't be surprised. And I have to it think the Maze Runner girl didn't make a lot of money. so good. Like, I, I, know, I know that I'm a sucker for any, like, 
storm on a CGI soundstage. Like, that kind of shit in, like, 90s movies is just, like, aggressively up my alley. I just love being in that world. I think it's that dumb fucking Steven Spielberg thing at Universal Studios that I've seen at three different parks now. That, like, it just... I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but just... It's like, oh, here's these hurricane force winds, and here's a bunch of rain hitting you, and here's a boat crashing through the window. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm there for that. Congratulations, there, you I'm, finally got yeah. away from the gators. Here's a house flying it. You figure it out. Yep. It's, <laughs> like, I don't even know if Florida has levees. I don't care. Yeah, who like, shit? Like, and one thing I said to, to somebody else about this is, like, I'm so glad they didn't dwell on the hurricane science. Like, the fact oh, yeah. that the eye of the hurricane is, like, 30 seconds of the movie, that's perfect. Because you know what the worst part of every hurricane movie is? The 45 fucking minutes when they're in the eye and they go, no, I hope nothing bad happens when the other half of the eye wall hits us. Like, 30 seconds and you're out. And then the rain is pouring down and everything's a mess again. That is how you have to do this. I don't care if it's, like, scientifically inaccurate. It is so much better movie-making-wise this way. I, d- I definitely agree. And that's also, like, a, a, just a really good scene. When when you can, like, really pump up the audience like that, like, I think the movie definitely plays well as far as suspense goes. Like, I'm wondering when the next Gator is going to come out. I'm wondering where are the Gators this time. And I can sort of, like, figure it out based on what I know of the crawl space, based on what they're doing with the sound. And, uh, again, it plays with the emotions well. Like, I'm excited during this part. I'm shaking my leg nervously up and down because I am not a very good swimmer. You know, I, I really, really like this one. I had a good time. As someone who almost drowned as a kid, there were some scenes I was like, we gotta get past this, right, guys? We gotta, we gotta fucking move past this. I can't right now. <laughs> that that whole drain pipe thing where the giant gator passes by she can't go up yet. I'm like, I gotta... You wanna refill this popcorn? <laughs> Oh, I don't fuck with. I, I had to piss the entire movie, and I did not move a muscle until the credits came. Which case, I I could leave because that song's. Man, by the way, like one of the fastest ninety minutes I've seen in a theater in years, plural. Like it flew by. And yet I was like, I actually, really excited at, for the at, third act too. At one point during the movie, like an hour in the guy that was in front of me like pulled out his phone to look at a text message so I could see the time on it and I realized that like how much time had gone by and I didn't even like notice that it had been like an hour and 20 minutes and I was just giddy I started laughing like in the theater I was I was so into this movie like I I I, like I watched this movie and went straight to work afterwards and like the entire night at work I was just giddy like I knew there was nobody there that I could tell about this great fucking gator movie that I saw but God, that was so good. Like, I just, I'm so tickled that somebody made this movie right, finally. Because I don't think this. it's ever been done right. I'm going to show this movie to so many people. Like, what is the best movie before Crawl in this genre? I it has to be Deep Blue Sea, yeah, right? I guess Deep it Blue has sea. to be, yeah. And Deep Blue Sea is like a meme. Yeah, like, it's, it's a good it's not movie. A real if you want, movie. If you want to talk this about This is a, a real movie. If you want to talk about a real movie in this genre, the last one that was good, I think, has to be Jaws. A creature feature, if that's what we're going to go with. As far as the so, genre. I... The Shallows was good. Yeah, Shallows slaps. I haven't but seen that, so... It ain't this. I, correct. It, it is absolutely not this. Like, But also, if you want that fixed, Shallows is real good. 47 meters down. That's a really funny ending. <laughs> it is an incredible it's ending. It's so good. And Mandy Moore, which is... Please step on me. <laughs> Slideshow. <laughs> I mean... I gotta give uh, whoever her name was in this movie. Her name is unpronounceable. What's what's her name? It's fucking. Well, you already said it was unpronounceable. Hold on, so let I'm me like, give me a I... shot here. 
Thank you for that curveball you threw me. Yeah, give me a second. What was it called? Names can't have accent marks. Done. Kaya Scoldelario. Nah, I'm not learning that. Yeah. And Barry Pepper as the dad. Wasn't he that really ugly That's guy a... from the, like... Oh, never mind. That's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Barry Pepper. <laughs> Barry Pepper. Um, so, overall, our final thoughts on Crawl? I mean, with what you said about the characters, this is a movie about people trapped in a house with alligators, and I did not want them to die graphically. That's really all you can say, like, hey, do you like the people? Like, I did not want to watch them get eaten by a gator, which is why I bought a ticket. Yeah. So they must have done something, But also, right? we got, like, like, not to sell this movie short, we got some very, very good gator kills. Oh, Just oh yeah. It. When that boat rolls in, you realize, like, oh, I know what's happening here. Like, oh, you're going to give me what I came for, movie. Thank you so much. The movie takes its watch, time to set up the characters, and every single second that they take their time doing that is worth it, because I finally a movie with a little bit of payoff for that sort of family stuff. Like, easily, like not just, like, probably the best creature feature, but just one of the best B-movies, period. Like, it's, it's so fucking good. If you have any interest in, like, a movie about killer animals, and you do not like this movie, please do not talk to me. I, I, it, the movie it made me think of the previous episode that we've done that it made me think of the most was, God, I wish Overlord was this good. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Like, Overlord was fine. There are a lot of movies in this genre that are fine. There are a lot of movies in that genre that are fine. But like, when you get like a B movie that's actually A+, like, you don't get that often. And we got to see one opening weekend in theaters. And that fucking rules. It's to have like... Alexander Aja, like, who for a while was, like, one of the next big horror directors and then just kind of disappeared. To have a new movie from him and Sam Raimi just appear with no fanfare, and it's incredible. Like, what the fuck happened? How did no one market this? Yeah, whatever. Why, why did he drop off the face of the earth? What was he doing? I don't know. Like, he started super strong, made a couple, like, I wouldn't say bad, just a couple, like, yeah, fine. He made that movie Mirrors with Keith Sutherland, which is a stay tuned and a half, buddy. Oh, good. <laughs> but, like, he had that French movie High Tension, and then he did the Hills Have Eyes remake, which made a shit ton of money. I should say that. Boy, did it. He did Piranha 3D. Well. He did that shitty movie Horns. That's a Joe Hill adaptation with Daniel Radcliffe back when, like, him not doing Harry Potter was a big deal. And then he just fucking disappeared. He did something in 2016 I've never heard of. And that's it. Like, he just, he's been a ghost since, like, 2013. And he was, like, on the list of, like, you need to look out for this guy for the next 10 years. Like, this is going to be one of the big guys. And uh, now I'm going to say it again, because I will see whatever he puts out next solely because of this movie. I'm down. This is... I, I, I really can't say enough how good this was. Like... I know we joke on this podcast a lot about movies that are good. This is, like, actually good. I was smiling for 90 minutes, just ear to ear. I mean, smiling and also, like, butt-clenching. Can we just get out of this crawl space? Oh, my God, the water's rising. Oh, God. Is anyone else breathing heavy? The water's so high. As someone who did a lot of swimming as a kid, I have constant fears of drowning still. (laughs) It was not a fun experience. And that's the tea, sis.